This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio. Well, that's right. The S&P is down 20% from the last year, and this year looks even worse. Gold and precious metals offer a hedge against inflation and stock market volatility. And Legacy Precious Metals is the company Ken and I trust. Protect your retirement account by rolling it into a gold-backed IRA or have metals shipped directly to your door. Call our friends at Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or visit buylegacygold.com. Steve Gregory, I know you're excited to get this, Steve Gregory. Well, this, this is a, uh, a, just a blockbuster of an exclusive that he has, and you can uh, you can see it at uh, Steve Gregory's Twitter account, at Stephen Gregory, or you can go to KFIAM640.com, the John and Ken page, and you'll see the link, and it's a two-and-a-half-minute montage of... of uh, violence! Violence, felonies, sex crimes, shootings, stabbings. It's, it's rough. Uh, if it's you're, on the, the, the metro system. If you're sensitive to uh, violence or sexual attacks, uh, you... you Understand you might get triggered. It's 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 tough stuff to watch, but it's all taken from what really happened on uh trains and buses run by Metro, um, mostly from twenty twenty one. And uh, Steve's going to explain uh, the whole story. Yeah, let's start from the beginning because there's a lot here. So back in November of last year, I sent a records request to Metro because the sheriff at the time had had a press conference talking about his lack of funding and resources, and he needed more in order to do what he said, uh, properly secure the Metro liner from his division, his transit division. And he wanted to release this video at the time. Well, at the very last second, the executive leadership of Metro had sent basically, if you will, a letter, an injunction, 
saying you cannot release that video. If you do, you violate the terms of our contract, whatever the contract Send stated. Send it to the sheriff. Send it to the sheriff. So at the last second on his press conference, he had the screen set up and everything, but we didn't see any video. Instead, we got a, a verbal description of what, what he said was in the video. Hmm. It got me thinking, like, okay, well, it's got to be public record. So I turn around and set this records request in, this two-page records request, itemized everything I needed off of it including this internal survey they did, which is kind of what got the whole ball rolling. And the, the survey was also based on the fact that there's this, you know, that Public Safety Advisory Committee or PSAC, um, that where they really are pushing this narrative that they don't want armed personnel on the trains anymore because it's intimidating. And so <laughs> this survey came out, and it's, an, again, one of these internal documents that I was able to acquire through records request. And it showed right out of the chute one of the things that they said, most common responses to open-ended question about improving safety for riders referenced improving security. Question one, what would be the one thing Metro could do that would the most make you feel safer when using Metro? The top answer was a three-way tie. More security in general, more visible security on buses, trains, and platforms, more police on bus, trains, and stops. <laughs> like they're all the same thing. <laughs> three-way tie. Same answer three times. Same answer three different ways, same answer. <laughs> That's right. And then as you get down, that was 12%, so it's 36% want more right. presence. Yeah. Yeah. 1% said less police and cops. <laughs> 1%. So, 36 to 1. But they're now, intimidating. <laughs> so, But here's what's interesting about this survey, this 100, I think, 136-page survey. As it goes on and the line of questioning starts to evolve, so they start out doing this sort of hard sort of where does law enforcement fit into our model, armed law enforcement. But then it said, then the question starts to go, I'm going to mention some ways that Metro could improve the safety and environment for its riders. Please tell me if you think Metro should make it a much more priority somewhat in BB and it goes down the list. Um, when they start asking these questions and they start to shift a little bit, then toward the end of the survey, the term ambassador comes up. <laughs> they start to, they start to insert ambassador and what uh -huh. the ambassador program does. Oh, right. Boy. So the initial response from the first question, where it was a three way tie. Yeah. 67% um, thought it was a bigger priority to have transit ambassadors in the beginning. Yeah. After they explained it and shifted the questions around, it became 82%. 82% wanted an ambassador? At, by the end of the survey. Uh-huh. They asked it again, and they basically shifted it, and the questioning started right. so to evolve. It was, Oh, yeah, so these were uh, questions designed. questions. To, yes, to push in my responses business, yeah. in a certain My direction. business, we call it a leading question. Yeah. it's uh, right. the, In the pollster business, they call it a push-pull. Yeah, Exactly. So yeah. I started looking at this. Okay, great. So now I get this video. Well, I don't get the I don't get the video yet because after they realized they had to legally comply with my request, I get a an email from Metro from their public affairs division saying we'd like to set up a meeting. Okay, sure. What it's about? And it's like we want to discuss your public records request. Great, no problem. So I get on the horn and they're like, it's the public affairs person and like the director of communications, I think, or somebody else. There's some executive types. And first of all, Steve, uh, we appreciate you meeting with us, yeah. but we need this entire meeting to be on background only. Really? I'm like, okay. And for those that don't know what that means, basically I can't identify them. 
right. can't use specific quotes from them. I basically can use the information to triangulate and get it confirmed other ways. So I said, fine, that's no problem. So we went on and on and on. And then the first question was, how do you plan on using this video? It's like, well, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to have to see it first. So I saw the video. And then, you know, this is after the fact. I said, well, I said, I'm not sure yet. Well, they were very, very specific about it. So here's the statement they sent along with the video. Now, mind you, I emailed them on Friday. This is going back from November. But I emailed them on Friday asking them to please participate in this story and the special I'm producing next week on the security of Metro. I've never gotten a response, not even an F you, a, a goat pound sand, nothing. <laughs> Got nothing from them. You want me to read the middle sure. paragraph? We're obviously disappointed that this video was created by the Sheriff's Department to use isolated incidents over a three-year period to make a point as part of an ongoing contractual disagreement. Although the incidents in the video occurred in the Sheriff's Department's jurisdiction, we don't believe its release contributes to the public good, nor does it reflect the daily reality for most Metro riders. So... That said, I looked at it and I went over with management here and ran it by some other colleagues of mine. And we figured that the upside was people need to see. Yeah. So, in, and I showed this video to law enforcement, both LAPD and LA County Sheriff's officials, the people that are in charge of the transit bureaus. And they said, both of them said the same thing. This really illustrates how the crimes have elevated over the years, how it's escalated over the years. Years ago, back in the day, the worst that could happen on one of these trains is loud music. Maybe someone's smoking on the train. Um, maybe some whistling and catcalling to some women, things like that. All, you know, offensive in their own right, but nothing like this. No, this is horrific. This really illustrates how crime has escalated in mass transit in Los Angeles. Shootings and stabbings it, it, it's and it's sex assaults in there. And I, I was watching it, and I, I was trying to... Imagine being in one of those train cars. You know, you're in, you're in a sealed tube. The train is hurtling along at its speed. You can't get out of there. You can't get out of there. It's like being in a plane. I know. And and you've got crazy guys, violent, out of control, stabbing people, shooting people, raping women. It's and it's like, what do you do? Well, well I mean, it's it's horrifying because not only the the acts are horrifying, but the feeling of helplessness of being of being sealed in the tube while it's you can't even jump out a window you'd die if you like tried to jump off the uh but did you know the doors what's really sad and what i kind of noticed and some of the law enforcement folks kind of confirmed it how quickly the people were able to scatter as if they're used to it yeah yeah that was you know, fascinating it's yeah. almost like they had an yeah. exit strategy you know you should and that's one thing they should tell you have an exit strategy because it, it is part of a daily the yeah, daily they life. were all able to grab their belongings and seamlessly get mm. out down the hall or down the aisle uh, but I do have sound. I do. I do have my visits with both LAPD, LA County right. Sheriff about it, so we can talk deeper. Deeper. All right. When we yeah. come back, Steve Gregory, you got it. You got to look at this. Go to KFIAM640.com on the John and Ken page. You'll see a two and a half minute video of what goes on uh, on Metro Los Angeles. It's not typical everyday violence, no, John. I think it is. And uh, <laughs> also on Steve Gregory's Twitter feed, Stephen at Stephen Gregory. More ahead, John and Ken, KFI Metro, and kicking. did what they can to try to uh, discourage uh, Steve from uh, releasing this video, but uh, he did. And uh, now you said you talked to LAPD, LA uh -huh. Sheriff's Department. Yeah. What what they have to say about so, all this? So just to clarify, too, this survey we've been talking about, too, they, they interviewed 2,007 writers, yeah. former and current writers, by phone and online. 
So I, I thought that was odd, too, that they didn't go down in person and talk to people while they were in the environment. <laughs> they don't uh, want to risk anything. But they also interviewed 100 homeless people because they have a whole homeless component to this survey because they wanted to find out how the homeless feel about how safe they are on the train. <laughs> and how they feel that... Are they crazy? And how they feel that... Many of them are the cause of the danger. And how they feel about having, you know, with police on board. Um, but here is the... How odd. they feel. Yes, how they feel about being treated by the police. And do you... Would you believe that the survey showed by a large majority... That metro operators actually mistreat the riders more than the cops do. The metro operators, what the guy riding metros the- operators and drivers, according to this, among those who offered an opinion, uh, reported they were not treated well by metro operators and drivers and security officers. Roughly four in ten said the same about city police officers and county sheriff's deputies. But if you look in order of importance, sixty-three uh, percent said they were treated well by police officers, sixty by sheriff's deputies. Fifty-four percent by security officers. Fifty-three percent said. But I mean, operators. most people shouldn't have an interaction with anybody. You should just be boarding the train and then leaving the train. Yeah, but the variable if you're having is, a, if you're having these unpleasant interactions, then what are you doing? The 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 variable there is people. That's the variable. Yeah, I know, but I mean, there's there's no reason to have an interaction, positive or negative. You're just getting a ride, and then your the ride is ending. So I I figure most of these passengers complaining. Or have done something uh, deserve, to deserve bad treatment. I, 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 I don't know. And, and I don't know how they were selected either. I have no idea how someone had their phone numbers and got a hold of them. I don't know. But um, the, the conflict is this, guys. Uh, and, and what I have learned over the last few days in talking to these two agencies. By the way, there are five separate security agencies that oversee Metro. You've got the LAPD, the LA County Sheriff's Department, Metro's security force. You've got the Long Beach Police Department. And you have a private security force. Some are armed and some aren't. You have five separate security forces for one system. And the the sheriff was trying to make that point last week that for continuity and seamless operation purposes, one agency should be the best. It should you know be overall working in tandem with the Metro's people. Because here's the bottom line. The Metro's the client. The law enforcement agencies are the contractors. The contractors do what the client tells them to do. And in this case, you will enforce these rules, but you will not enforce these rules. And this is how you will enforce these rules. Up into, with the exception of murder, everything else that happens on those trains, uh, they don't really, they can't really do much about it other than really significant criminal behavior. That's what they call a violation of the code of conduct. The code of conduct is the rule book that Metro set up that they have. Would you believe there was legislation years ago that allowed the Metro to create its own court of law. They have their own courthouse downtown at Metro headquarters. So if you get in trouble for something like disorderly conduct, food, alcohol, drugs, bicycles, skateboards, loitering, signage, solicitation, um, loitering, civility, and other issues like that, you've got the first offense is a notice of violation, $75 fine, $40 fine for minors. Your second notice, the same thing. Your third notice, your fourth notice. This is a joke. Your fifth notice, and then they maybe take action. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a complete joke. So now I'm going to play this cut for you. This is um, cut D, Eric, is uh, Sean Kehoe. He is the captain in charge of the LA County Sheriff's 
Transit Bureau. And and, and the question in here, I ask him about about these crimes you see on the video. Captain, in your experience, do the people that commit these crimes on on the rail and the buses, are these repeat offenders on these lines, or is this just a one-time crime and then you never see them again? We get a lot of repeat offenders. Um, A a lot of them, most, I would say, a a large percentage of these type of situations are either people that are mentally, have mental health issues or or unhoused. Um, But then equally so, you also have unhoused becoming victims of these type of crimes. So you get, a, you get a mixture of those, and we do have a lot of repeat offenders. Uh, we also get crime series. So we get people that, um, that work in a certain area and will commit robberies, and they'll work together. And I want to tell you, when I asked both agencies, which is the worst line, they both said blue line. Blue line has the highest number of violent crimes. And that runs from where to where? Um, Downtown to Long Beach. Downtown to Long Beach? Yeah, okay. I, I'm never on and any. And yeah, I I've can't taken memorize the blue line. I know, a long time ago. I said. And then the um, red line is the one that has the most homeless people. Nah, that's the one that goes through Hollywood, doesn't it? Yeah. And then What's the, point of the this? orange line is the one that has the most getaways from after crimes. <laughs> and and where's the orange well, line go? Through the valley. Starts. That's the longest one, I think. That's the one that starts up in the top of the North L.A. County, San Fernando Valley area and goes, and goes south. But they said that's the one where people commit crimes yeah. in the valley and then jump on the orange line to, to escape. These crimes we're looking at in this montage, I mean, you're telling me they end up in Metro Court or they were serious enough that they no, could be? those were serious enough there that those are going to the DA. Uh, those are, I mean, and would did you, they were catch they... any of these people? Yes. Yeah, were they caught? That's a great question, guys. And I did ask the same thing. Everyone in that video, except the very first guy that shot at the driver, Every one of those were caught, and they were all prosecuted. Uh huh. And yeah, by Gascon. Well, they, no. and let out on bail the next day. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know the dispositions that far out. But that's one of the problems they say they're having now is is a combination of not being able to enforce these quality of life code of conduct things because those but lead I, to more things in the real world. There's constant lecturing from these a holes, politicians and metro people about all the wonders of mass transit. And also in the real world, that's uninhabitable. That is the third circle of hell. You have every you have shootings, stabbings, and rapes, all all there showcased in two and a half minutes. There's no reason anybody would ever go on a train. I will not to mention all the homeless and all their bodily admissions and all their aberrant behavior no. and their their mental illness and their drugs and the da da da. I mean, none of, this is all about as disgusting as humanity gets. And you're locked in a tube, and the tube is hurtling uh, down the tracks, and you can't escape. I mean, that's that that is, literally people have nightmares at night about situations like that, being trapped, being under attack, and no way out. Two things before I go: the most of those crimes that you saw in that video were not late, somewhere at seven at night, six at night in the winter time. Yeah, so those were like regular wow. commuting, going home hours. Um, in the amount of time that, you know, be right before I got on the show, LAPD had just sent out detectives seeking information on robbery, assault with a deadly weapon on the green line, February 12th, about 5 p.m. The crimes are happening in the day, you know, right in the middle of the day. These are not happening at 1 in the morning. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, well, they look like commuters, didn't they? The crazy, the crazy people are up 24 hours a day. Well, the, the, they, they don't have day and night. So a high-ranking official with one of the two law enforcement agencies I mentioned, a very high-ranking official... Uh, yeah. said this, 
Steve, you're talking about the people on the MTA board that run the city of Los Angeles and the county of Los Angeles. What did you expect? Exactly. You're <laughs> yeah. right. It's That's the right. same people. The Garcetti's. The supervisors and the council people. And yeah. Mm. All, right. All right, Steve. Great work. Thank you. Got you. it, guys. All right. Don't forget to check out that video. It's on our webpage. It's on Steve Gregory's Twitter account. Uh, it is a montage of violence on LA's Metro system. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. We were just talking to Steve Gregory, who had to go to some lengths to obtain a montage of violence on the LA County, LA City Metro system. This is the subways and buses. Uh, an astute listener sent us a press release from Metro that came out recently. Uh, Earth Day is Friday. Friday is April 22nd. That's Earth Day. You get free rides on Metro. That is their custom. Free bus, rail, and bike share rides on Earth Day in recognition of public transit's role in helping improve the environment. You know something? I, this There's so much insanity going on. As I feel like my head's going to fall off. I mean, do you realize what we were watching there in two and a half minutes? And that's only little, a tiny little whiff of the real problem going on. And that board is made up of, you know, city councilmen, L.A. County supervisors and, you know, other political hacks. And they know this is going on. Everybody in Metro knows this is happening every day. That it's filled with criminals and mental patients and homeless people and a few civilians who end up getting brutalized, and none of them have any interest in making it normal. You really, and they've taken billions of dollars. Yeah, I, this press release is mostly of, focused on Earth Day and how they're going to go zero emission yeah, buses by twenty thirty. That's what everybody's got is just their 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 horse manure press releases about one happy talk topic or another. But the real world is that any normal person would be. T- terrified of spending 20 minutes inside one of those tubes. And and we've given him billions of dollars because you know we're we're kind of a just distracted stupid species, right? Yes, I think public transit is wonderful. Most people have never got on these. They don't know how horrific it is, how dirty, how gross, how dangerous. And we everyone just plays along. They have their board meetings, they appropriate more money for this nonsense. And it's it's a, it's a hellscape. Like what, what? What? Why doesn't anybody want to stop this? Why do they want it this way? Why do the Garcettis of the world want it this way? Because they don't want to do what has to be done to clean up the problem, which is dragging the homeless off the streets and throwing people into prison for long terms who commit heinous crimes. The shift by these political leaders in L.A. County and L.A. City has been humongous in the last 10 years. And this is the way they want to see the world. Everybody has the freedom to commit crimes and to lie in the streets in their own waste. I, it's so gross, they though. They won't do that. Just as human beings, aren't they grossed out by this? Doesn't Instead, it bother it's them? press conference after press conference, and today Garcetti's announcing more money for homelessness. Disappears. Yeah. Down the rabbit hole. I know. The industrial complex of homeless spending. It's, that's all we see. And, and as we mentioned yesterday, Newsom because he's running for re-election, even though he's going to safely win. Took a small step about taking homeless people into custody. It's already being attacked. I bet you it doesn't even get out of the ledger. It doesn't even, it may not even get a hearing because the big lobbying groups that also believe what I just mentioned, they don't mind the homeless wandering the streets. It's their civil liberties. They're going to block it. I don't even know if it was going to do any good, but at least it was a small step in the right direction. This idea of a care court 
where people would be told, uh, look, a doctor or your family member says you can't make these decisions. People it's, really are disconnected. Nobody knows what's going on. I mean, I, normal people would flush this whole crowd. I'm just looking at a press release. Garcetti was the chairman of the L.A. County uh, Metropolitan Transportation Authority as of July 1st, 2020. His third term in the post. So three times he's been chairman. Ah, just... Yeah, because he'd like to say, because I believe in a, a clean environment. A greener but, L.A. So I'm going to be a part of Metro. But he's got a gross, disgusting environment. That's why I say they, they, they do all this happy talk. And the reality is, is, is it, this place is a filthy sewer. Whether you're talking about the streets, the wetlands, the subways and buses, everything's a filthy sewer. He just babbles about green stuff. Every, everything else is, is is dangerous and scary and just filled with filled with uh, like violence or, or or feces or needles. That's so weird. It is so. Weird. I, I don't under I don't understand why they want it this way. There's no there's no argument for this. There's no upside for this. They're not. I I don't get it, and I don't get why the whole world puts up with this. I'm looking for the. Uh, Board of Directors. It's actually hard to find. You know what I've noticed now? There's no. Uh, there's sometimes for these agencies, they they don't they don't make it easy to find. Yeah, because the people don't want to be uh, <laughs> uh, and tormented. I keep, and I keep thinking it's They'd rather me. remain hard to find, <laughs> particularly if it's a controversial agency. I, right? I, I keep thinking it's me, and then I realize no, they they designed it this way. Yeah, usually there's a tab that says meet the board or you know something like that. Yeah, they like got that. they got rid of those. They got rid of those. Yeah, all right, here we go. Now I got it. Um All right, so so Garcetti is on it. And uh Hilda Solis is now the chairman. Oh, that's who it is. And Fernando Dutra. Who's that? Ara Najarian. First vice chair. I keep, you know what? I keep clicking, you know, to to see it, and I, I get this spreadsheet, this blank spreadsheet. <laughs> boy, oh boy, they. Uh, it's as hard as Steve getting that montage of violence. No, they're they're t- video. No information available for this page. <laughs> Mars, Venus, Jupiter, and Saturn will appear in a straight line across the southeastern sky. If you're out there just before sunrise. Although most of the time in L.A. with all the sky pollution, probably not, or clouds or whatever else we have going on. What does that do to your internal energy if you have four planets lined up? Well, it's supposed to mean good fortune. See, I knew you'd ask that question. And you know what? Coming up, we're going to have five planets aligning in July. I saw three planets aligned last year. You did? I didn't even know it. And I think it was uh, uh, Venus. Mars and Jupiter, I think, or Saturn. The three of those four I saw lined up. Wow. It was pretty cool because I, I, I checked. It looked like planets because planets don't twinkle. And Venus and, and Mars are out frequently. So I, I uh, looked it up online. Right. And that, and that went on for a few nights. Uh, so this is the four-planet alignment. Jupiter will be the second brightest planet in this gathering, but will appear lowest on the horizon, which makes it tricky to spot. 
But that will change as the month goes on. Heading into the last week of April, which is coming up, Jupiter will be high enough above the horizon in the hour before sunrise to make it easily observed, according to uh, the space agency. Uh, now, from late June to early July, five planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn will be visible in the sky before sunrise. Mercury's really hard to see. It's tiny, right? <laughs> but it's also nearest to the sun. So it's oh. hard to separate it out from the sun. Well, uh, according to a, a psychological astrologer, why well, I brought this up for Deborah Mark, <laughs> yeah. this year is an opportunity for reevaluation, repair, and rapid expansion. Ooh. Neptune, the planet connected with compassion, will be in conjunction with Jupiter, the planet associated with abundance. You can use these planets' energies wisely, says. Um, How does that work? Jennifer Freed, this psychological Go ahead, you astrologer. explain this. How does it work? How do you get energy from a planet? Well, I'm not exactly sure physically how you get energy from a planet, but I do know <laughs> <laughs> that there's lots of good luck and lots uh -huh. of good fortune. And if you just think about it and mm -hmm. visualize it, I think you think, I think you, you can get some good luck. Yeah. yeah. Think, think this will save the Ukrainians if they all uh, pray to the uh, planet alignment? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what they need to do. <laughs> By the way, uh, were you burning anything in here today? Was I? When I walked into the studio at 2 o'clock, it, it smelled like you had gone on a sage uh, rampage no, or something. But actually, I really should bring my sage and, and burn it in our new studios. Oh, yeah, right. Should you should do that, christen right? it. Yeah. yeah. You should have some pagan ritual. I should. Yeah, you should be wearing some sort of cloak. <laughs> and a cape or something. You got to sacrifice something. And a little witch's hat. It's oh, not fashionable. God. Yeah, March right. around Actually, in there. No. Today chanting. All, today something. you're all in black, so a big witch's hat, that would be perfect. Yeah. You could run around a little incense thing and. Uh... Too bad I didn't think of that. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know how much you believed in the planetary alignments, although I think you said you once used to read your astrology forecast. Yes. I, I Yeah, it hasn't been you very good lately. Yeah, but this month wasn't so great, so... Eh. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I mean, nothing bad, but nothing good. You're still reading your astrology? It's... it's. Uh, I don't necessarily believe it, Okay. but I'm curious. <laughs> well, what, what are you waiting for? It's all like, rather what, random. What, there might be a day you look at it, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm today? waiting for somebody to tell me that just... A, ton of money's just gonna fall into my lap you That's might get that from for. a fortune cookie too <laughs> yeah it's but i, I think astrologers might be more accurate than a fortune I, cookie i don't know you think so I really think maybe, maybe. Wow. See, she has a hierarchy that's she my does. hierarchy that's right yeah astrologers telling you have the planet alignments could uh, make a difference in your life i didn't say i necessarily believed it i said i'm interested in reading what they have to say but uh, I have to say, sometimes, sometimes they come true. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes well, they're if you, good. If you make, if you make a, an ordinary prediction every day, one of them's going to come true. I'm one not of looking a, every you know, day. I'm one, looking for the one months. One day you're going to get a pleasant phone call from somebody, or you might get an email from an old friend or something. You know, when I'm looking at this, and I found another spiritual astrology advisor's column today to 2022. Looks good for the alignments for hopeful, optimistic, and growth-oriented. And I'm like... I don't know. We got an ugly war in Ukraine. We got inflation raging. I don't see the the events so far of 2022 looking. Oh, uh, the whole decade has sucked. <laughs> hey, by the way, guys, we have a cop chase in Santa Clarita, and Eric just in my ear told me at one point this guy was driving on the wrong side of the road, and I think he that... also had a passenger jump out. Oh wow! 
Look and, at what we missed talking about astrology. Back, the, the passenger jumped out. The cop was right behind him. He ran right back into the car, and the car sped off, was speeding on the right side of the road, then went over a median, went onto the wrong side of the road, then cars were coming, went right back over the median, and is now on the right side of the road. And now he's driving on the wrong side of the road again. Yeah, he is. He just cut through a parking lot and went on the wrong side of the road. And then made a right turn. Uh, or, uh, I don't know where in Santa Clarita. It's like Clarita. Soledad Canyon Road right now. All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe something uh, spectacular will happen here. Uh, John and Ken show. Deborah Moore has the news. KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.